0: This is On The Left Side The Funny Football Show It's awards season and On The Left Side is certainly not going to miss out on the opportunity to pull on a cheap suit take full advantage of a free bar and try and cop off with a waitress and so for those reasons and those reasons alone and maybe a little bit about making an entertaining football podcast it's time for the first ever on the left side, awards. And just like the PFA player awards, you can be sure that we'll at least be giving one of them to Paul Pogba, just to wind everyone up. Also, I should probably point out that this is in no way a public vote, because we all know the shitstorm that follows asking the public what they think. The idiots. So, should we crack on? First up, it is the excuse of the season, and the nominees are Gareth Southgate for blaming playing football on the reason his players didn't play football very well, Jurgen Klopp for pointing the finger at Mother Nature on many occasions, and Alexis Sanchez for being a poor excuse for a footballer. And here to announce the awards, please welcome Jose Mourinho. you, How I have not won this award is a disgrace. It is a disgrace, you know. Um, I am the best at moaning, you know. I moan with Manchester United. Um, I moan with Real Madrid. I moan with Chelsea, you know. That is free. Free clubs, you know. All good moans. I demand more respect. Respect, you know. Jose, please tell us who's won tonight's gong for excuse of the season. Yes, Okay. Um, And the winner is Jurgen Klopp. Just, disgrace. Well, there was only ever going to be one winner for this award, and that winner is the ever-creative Jurgen Klopp, who, despite taking his title challenge seemingly all the way to the wire, has still found plenty to moan about. In his relatively short spell as Liverpool boss, he has blamed the West Brom grass for being too dry, TV companies for cutting the game short, and the opposition team getting too many disruptive injuries for his team underperforming. But it's really been mother nature that has faced the brunt of Klopp's anger. Jürgen has blamed the rain, the snow, and impressively, the wind. Not just once either. Loads of times. Very, very difficult game for different reasons. Um, the wind was, came from all directions. I spoke when I came here a few times about the wind and everybody was a little bit like laughing. I wanted to control the game because we were completely new. That uh, wind didn't help with that, to be honest. The it was really difficult, really difficult to, to play football with this wind. It's his own little version of that Jackson 5 classic. Don't blame it on the defence, don't blame it on the strikers, don't blame it on the tactics, blame it on being windy. In fact, he is German, so no doubt he has some pretty dubious music taste, and with him blaming defeat on grass, the earth, a light breeze, the wind, and no doubt in the future some pyrotechnics, maybe he's just paying tribute to a classic dance floor filler. This is the official chart. On BBC Radio 1. Down four, up ten. It's a big entry on the UK Top 40. This is Earth, Wind & Fire with Klopite Wonderland. You know if they actually win the league, someone's going to make that song, don't you? Hmm. But it doesn't just end there. This is an epidemic. The blame culture at Liverpool has spread far beyond the manager and into the fans. And they too are happy to throw all kinds of accusations around to anyone just to find someone or something that caused them to lose a game. I could not believe the length of the Manchester City pitch. Well, it looked like a pitch that had been prepared for one thing, and that was to stop fast passing. It's the first time that anyone has blamed losing a game on grass since the disastrous World Cup campaign for Jamaica in 1998. So the winner of excuse of the season this year goes to Jurgen Klopp. Unfortunately, Jürgen can't be with us tonight, but he has sent this message. Fuck off. Good. On to the next award, which goes to the individual who has contributed to the most ridiculous personal vendetta in football this season. The nominations for Vendetta of the Year go to... Roy Keane for his vendetta against pretty much everyone in the world. The fucking idiots. Graham Souness for his vendetta against Paul Pogba and Alexis Sanchez for what must be a vendetta against every single Manchester United fan. And here to present the award is a man who knows a thing or two about personal vendettas, Arsene Wenger. Arsene. Mm, you know, why would anyone want to win an award? You know, um, winning is so overrated. Fourth place is just like winning, but less showy, you know? Mm. OK, Arsene, awesome, thank you. If you'd just let us know, tonight's winner is... Uh, I do not know who won this award. It was written on the envelope we gave you earlier. You know, the big gold envelope. No, I did not see it, no. Fuck's sake. The winner's Graham Souness for his personal vendetta against Paul Pogba. The angriest of all Scotsman has taken the opportunity of having one of the world's best midfielders and World Cup winner in the Premier League to complete arguably the most comprehensive character assassination in Premier League history upon Manchester United's record signing, which I'm sure is not connected anyway to his former Liverpool player-manager credentials. If you just Google the beef between Souness and Pogba, it reveals the sheer depth of Souness' sourness a multitude of headlines pop up. 2nd of September. Sooner scathing attack on Pogba. 21st of September. Sooner says he'd pick James Milner over Paul Pogba. 1st of February. Sooners says Pogba should have been sent off. 3rd of February. Sooners fuming with United's Paul Pogba. 15th of January. Souness slams Paul Pogba. 24th of February, Souness has a dig at Paul Pogba. 25th of February, Souness again slams United star Paul Pogba. The list goes on and on. Each time getting angrier, Souness' face getting redder and the evidence behind each attack getting thinner and thinner and thinner. A personal favourite of mine was when completely straight-faced... Souness claimed that he thought Paul Pogba should be more like Marwan Fellaini. I assume just to give him another reason to slag off his haircut. But it's been such a prolonged and continuous attack that the one time that sooner's actually praised Pogba, it shocked everyone. Pogba's yeah, that's good. Really good. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> <About who? laughs> Are you sure? I almost expected him to say at the end of that, yeah good at being shite, but no. And it was such a momentous occasion that it prompted actual news stories to report that the Scotsman had sent something nice about the Frenchman. If you think, by the way, this might be the end of things, if you think that Sooners could not possibly have another bad word to say about Pogba because he's said them all, you are mistaken. The ex-Liverpool boss is just having to get more creative. After losing 2-0 to Manchester City last week, Pogba was accused of not ageing fast enough. Souness claimed that senior players like Pogba should be setting an example for young players like Jesse Lingard. That's 26-year-old Jesse Lingard, born December 1992, three months before 26-year-old Paul Pogba. Yeah... Grow up and act your age, Paul. And by that, I mean (laughs) act the age of someone slightly older than your age so players older than you can look up to you. And that, Graham, is some truly impressive, unwarranted criticism worthy of tonight's award. Unfortunately, Graham can't be with us tonight to accept this award in person, but he did send this message. Fuck off. Next up is the award for Most Disappointing Season, and the nominations are... Manchester City and or Liverpool, depending what happens next weekend. Tottenham Hotspur. And Alexis Sanchez for failing to own his £500,000 a week wages by playing football. And here to present the award is Liverpool and Sky Sports, Jamie Carragher. <laughs> Evening Jamie, who are you backing for tonight's award? You know, I, I mean, I know who it's not going to be, Jim, you know. And it's, it's not going to be Liverpool, right. Because that was, you know, that was not a disappointing season, you know, even if we lose the league again, you know, making it 29 years since we won the top division title, because in my eyes, we're associate champions, you know. Associate champions? Yeah, associate champions. That's not a thing. That's like the kind of award you get given at school for coming last in egg and spoon race, but the teachers don't want to hurt my, sorry your feelings? Uh, Associate champions, it it is a thing, you know, associate champions, because, you know, we got like loads of points and stuff, so, you know, shut up. Okay, all right, whatever. You might just want to wipe your mouth there a bit. Sorry, you know, I I, I spit a bit when when I get a bit angry, you know. We know. So, who's this year's winner, Jamie? The winner of the most disappointing season, you know, it goes to... Tottenham hot speech, you know. And congratulations to Tottenham who have resolutely stuck to the club's core beliefs of falling just short of the required level when it really matters. Now, Spurs could have won this award for many reasons this season. The lack of any trophy come the end of the season, despite once again being touted amongst the favourites for all of them. The inevitable dumping out of the Champions League at the hands of Ajax when it looked like this might have been their year. But this award goes for Spurs moving into their brand new stadium in what could go down as the most disastrous home renovation since Joseph Fritzl decided his basement needed a bit of a spruce up. Spurs moved into their new home very late and very over budget, but it was their own fault, really. They should have expected it. Firstly, because it's just a very Spursy thing to do. Secondly, because any builder's quotes should automatically be upgraded to double in terms of cost and build time. And thirdly, because the club 100% bought this on themselves with their cheeky pre-season advertising campaign that loudly proclaimed that their new stadium was the only place to watch Champions League football this season. A little dig at North London rivals Arsenal, naturally. By the end of the season, it looks like Spurs will probably have hosted a grand total of two Champions League games, which, whilst being two more than Arsenal have hosted, is probably not what they quite had in mind. In the end, the project was £350 million over budget. That means Daniel Levy will be putting any plans on new player purchases off till around 2046. But the stadium does look bloody amazing. Not least because they sell pints that fill up from the bottom of the glass. Seriously. Google it, and it only costs £5 a pint, which makes it probably one of the cheapest places to drink in London. It also means they only need to sell 150 million pints to make their money back on the stadium, which is the equivalent to around one home game against Liverpool. The biggest disappointment was, however, the features the stadium doesn't have. Despite rumours to the contrary, the new ground never did end up featuring the promised cheese room within its walls, offering the finest range of cheeses in football. Not only did this rob football fans everywhere of some terrific middle-class banter for the season, but it also meant we never got to see those brilliant cheese-slash-spurs player puns in the papers. Things like Deli Albury, Lucas Gouda, or Maurizio Panettino. Yeah, actually, having tried to come up with a few cheese puns, that's probably a good thing. The most disappointing season of the year so far goes to Tottenham Hotspurs and their new stadium. White Hart Lane 2 is unavailable tonight to pick up the award, but they did send this message. Fuck off. Let's wrap up with our final award of the night, and it goes for the greatest job in football. And the nominations are... Paul Merson. For being picked to do Sky Sports predictions without seemingly any knowledge about football. Jurgen Klopp's dentist. There's serious money in those teeth. And Alexi Sanchez. And here to present our final award, please welcome the king of the jungle, former Spurs and West Ham boss, Harry Redknapp. Welcome, Harry. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, for sure, this is terrific. What an honour, you know, terrific, absolutely terrific. To be given the chance to, to present an award like this to a top, top, chop, top, chop, chop player. Just terrific, absolutely terrific, you know. I mean, you know, the only thing that could make this, um, this better would be is if, um, if John Terry was, was next to me, you know, that'd be terrific, terrific. And the winner is Harry. Yeah, you know, for sure, I'm, I'm, I'm the real winner here, really, Jim. You know, there's, there's no doubt about that. That's terrific. Absolutely terrific. And so I think that I'm getting paid a fee for this too, you know, which, uh, if you, you know, if you could make the check payable to, to my dog, you know, that'd be terrific, you know. Uh, anyway, the, uh, the winner is uh, Alexis Sanchez. Oh, terrific. Congratulations, Alexis Sanchez. You might well think that being one of the most maligned footballers at Manchester United, a club currently full of maligned footballers, was a pretty shitty deal. But you'd be wrong. Keep in mind that Alexis Sanchez is currently one of the highest paid sportsmen in the world right now, picking up around £500,000 a week reportedly for selling a few shirts, walking his dogs and sitting watching football from the padded comfort of the Manchester United bench. No United fans expected that Sanchez's best performance in a red shirt was going to be him playing the piano in his grand unveiling video, but that has proven to be the case, and Alexis has hardly had a look-in in in Manchester. The reason he gets tonight's award is that for every minute that Sanchez has spent watching his Manchester United teammates play football, he's earned a whopping £5,323. That tots up to a pocket-warming, bench-warming fee of £4,881,014. Enough, though, that instead of sitting on the bench, he could have easily afforded tickets to go and sit in hospitality at Old Trafford and enjoy a few prawn butties. For two or three games, anyway. It turns out the thing that most of us pay a small fortune to do, watch football, Sanchez is earning a less-than-small fortune for doing so. And that's why he has the greatest job in football. Alexis sanchez can't be with us tonight i'm not sure why it's not like he does much else but he did send this message fuck off and that's it for the 2019 on the left side awards congratulations to all our winners and thank you very much to all our nominees do enjoy the after party tonight that's happening in the main ballroom we've got a special dj set from steven gerrard he's gonna be playing born slippy over and over again and we've got some live comedy from claudio ranieri as he did such a good job of turning Fulham into a laughing stock this season. Enjoy your night, and don't steal anything on the way out. Oh, right, thank God that's over for another year. Get this bloody tux off. i oh, been dying for that. Oh, for ages. Ah. Ah. Mm. right now where are those waitresses on the left side is written and produced by ant mcginley and jim salverson